Yo, what's going on, everyone? I am Tommy, and that is Gary. X gon' give it to you. This is the birthday man here, the co-host of the show. Young Gary ain't so young anymore, turning 24. That's Kobe Bean year. How does it feel? Uh, to be honest, you know, it only happened two days ago. I, I really haven't had a chance to, to sulk it in, but, you know, I've already wasted two days. If I want that mama mentality, you know, I got 363 more to go. We're, we're going to have to get after it this year. Yeah, I like it. I think I've already wasted, what, three months and uh, two days. So, you know, <laughs> I, or four days, sorry. But, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. We definitely got to, you know, start the grind for uh, Kobe. Yeah, how about another life update? My guy, the other co-host, Tommy. Finally got his haircut after 14 months. And this boy, he looks like he belongs on the cover of GQ out here looking like a snack. Sheesh. Boy's looking good. I appreciate that. Yes, it was long awaited. I was actually trying to get my haircut right before the, you know, the pandemic got going. Uh, and, you know, and at that point, I kind of just gave up on it, let it grow. But it was time, man. I was starting to look like, I don't even I, you know. Homeless. Uh, homeless. You could say homeless, yes, but it was pretty bad. So definitely got it cut. I'm enjoying the haircut. Definitely feels a little a little nicer, a little lighter. Uh, with the Texas summer on the way, it definitely was a, a need. Yeah, one thing, though, you got to start putting some lock on the back of that neck. That's true. That, that is true. I did get a, a little bit of a sunburn uh, from this last weekend. But uh, And some other news, a little bit of house update. Our, our homeowner association – they, they got on to us a little bit. Our, our lawn is, has been lacking. I, I know Thomas is talking about wanting a big lawn and everything, but I think we kind of forgot all the things you need to do to take care of it. So this weekend we had a nice family affair cleaning clean the front yawn. The yawn, yeah. <laughs> the front yawn. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's definitely something that, you know, I don't think we thought about a ton. Obviously we were thinking about getting an apartment, but Thomas did really push for the house. I also wanted a house. I think it, you know, it comes with a lot of perks, but it definitely comes with some work that I don't think we you know we really thought of. And HOA did hit us with the the long uh, leaves or the long <laughs> the, the long grass and the leaves and, and some weeds and stuff that we had to take care of. So, you know, birthday morning I wake up and I go outside and find Garrett and Thomas picking weeds and picking leaves. So I headed out there and you know, it was a nice little family get together outside. Oh, yeah. A nice hour or two of some some solid labor to start Garrett's birthday off. Speaking about some family, I want to I want to give a little bit of some Jeff appreciation. Uh, we you know we got a lawnmower a few months back, didn't work. I've been Facetiming him; he's been helping me out trying to get to run. It still does not run, but uh, you know you can always depend on Jeff when your lawnmower isn't working or, or you're trying to get a screw out a piece of wood. He's definitely got your back. Yeah, Jeff is the handyman of all handymans. Like. At the end of the day, like if there's one handyman out there on this planet, like it's actually probably Jeff. He's only let me down one time. It was when he was looking at trying to fix the washer, uh, or not the washer, the dishwasher. So yes, a washer, but uh, he was looking at it, doing a bunch of things. He just couldn't figure it out. We had someone come out there, and the dude fixed it in all of ten seconds and made Jeff kind of look like an idiot. But most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, Jeff's gonna figure it out. And that's that's kind of the thing about Jeff, man, is he's really smart, so he doesn't do it, you know, like the broke stupid way he, he's very intelligent of how he thinks and he can also basically you know do anything that he sets his mind to so just one impressive son of a bitch i agree full fledged but speaking of uh, of jeff you know this is this is a sports podcast jeff's had some some very funny memes that, that have rolled around throughout the year sports related uh, i want to know which one's your favorite maybe we want to break down kind of where this meme stemmed from and, and which one you like the most yeah we can start with jeff's jeff's first one that was the uh, the get the out uh, we were on uh, a golf course on the green. He was putting. 
uh, did not like the direction the putt was going, and he was really trying to enforce and let that ball know it needed to get down. Yeah, he was definitely not pin high, so he had a little downhill slider, and I think he just thought it was going to break more, and it didn't. And I don't think I've gone to a golf course since then with Jeff or with you and not mentioned get down at oh, least yeah. once. It's, it's always get, always in that accent too. Yeah. Get down. It's always getting down. But uh, what, what would what would be your favorite Jeff sports related meme? Oh boy, you know I got I got two. Uh, they're both basketball related. Uh, mine, I'm going to go with the one. You know, we're at home playing on on the hoop inside. Uh, I think it's you, me, Ashton's there, Bobby is there. Um, I'm trying to remember anyone else, but we're, but we're playing twos. We got the windows open, and, and you know we're getting loud, getting rowdy. And, and Jeff goes, "All right, guys, we got to keep it down a little bit." Next possession, I shit you not. Next possession, Jeff misses a layup and screams, "You gotta be fist fucking me!" And he's, he's putting his hand or his fist through his hand, just screaming. And that one might be my favorite from Jeff. Yeah, that one was so out of pocket, man. Like <laughs> It really was. It really was the exact second play, the play right after he told us to keep it down. You know, like Gary alluded to, our windows were open. It was a nice summer day. There's people outside. And he was like, come on, guys, because, you know, we were getting rowdy. We were yelling, and one, whatever. And literally the next play, I mean, he's – looking for a fist fuck and I don't I don't know what I don't know what was going on in Jeff's head that that, that came out but you know that that one's got to be up there uh and the final one Garrett if you want to yeah this one's probably the funniest among the Harrier households among the five Harrys it's gotta be the classic I like the body yeah so after I graduated high school uh our buddy Ashton, shout out you, Ashton, asked me if I wanted to play in, you know, like a rec basketball league. And I joined in and, you know, we met some pretty cool people uh, through our team. And uh, Jeff came and watched one of our games. And, and one of our bigger guys on the team, Mo, uh, you know, he was getting in there, really using his body, playing physical. And, you know, right after the game, Jeff, you know, yells across to him, number 32, I like the body. And my mom and sister were also there. And, and you know, they just have not let, uh, let that die, you know, from that day. And actually, the craziest part about that story is Mo is now FaZe Faxity. Uh, he's in the gaming organization FaZe. And, he, you know, he's really making a name for himself. So that's pretty crazy. I think that might have been some, motivation, some motivation for him to, to really, you know, give it all he got. I, I think that's what he needed to get over the top and, and really shoot for the oh, stars. Absolutely. That's definitely what got him there was Jeff's <laughs> I like the body comment. But why don't we move from some indoor or some rec league basketball to some NBA basketball? You got a story that stuck out to you from the last time we talked? Yeah, man. So yesterday, Luca came out uh, publicly dissing the playing tournament. Today, Mark Cuban, obviously, both Dallas Maverick guys. Uh, I mean, I, I love the playing tournament. I honestly think it's probably one of the best things that the NBA has done in the last decade. So do you do you agree? Do you think, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a thing? Or do you think Luke and Cuban just need to shut up? So, uh, you know, one, one big thing I think is, is kind of relating to this. It's getting kind of late in the year. You know, we're, we're mid-April and, and they're sitting at seven. I, I don't think going in this year they, they thought they'd be this far down and have to worry about playing uh, potentially in, in the playing kind of circuit. So I honestly think that's kind of factored into a little bit. I think they, you know, <clears throat> the league agreed upon it going into this year. They, they knew it was going to happen. And to all of a sudden now be upset, I think some of it's doing, uh, due to their, their position in the West. Yeah, which to me is just super soft, man. Like you can't be upset because, you know, you're, you agreed to a rule or, or a change up. And now that that change up is going to have an impact on you because you guys started the season off a little too slow. I definitely think that is probably the largest part because Luca alluded to you lose two games in the play and, and you can potentially be out of the playoffs. So I think he's definitely worried about that. Cuban, you know, money man loves the Mavericks. He's also worried about that, especially because they were just in the Western conference finals 
uh, last year. So it's you know definitely didn't play up to where they were thinking they would. Uh, but Cuban actually had a, a pretty valid point. He believes the NBA should switch the playoffs to just top 20 teams, and then you can have the bottom four teams fight in that play-in tournament. Obviously, all NBA fans in the Western Conference, at least, have been looking for you know just a top 20 team or top 16 team playoff layout. Uh, you really can get the best of the best rather than you know the the bottom the bottom leeches of the East uh, facing the top teams. But I mean, I understand where, where Cuban's coming from in this aspect. But at the end of the day, man, I, I think this playing tournament's awesome, and I think it's going to bring a lot of excitement. Uh, right before the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like to play in tournament. It kind of reminds me of what they're doing with the NCAA. And now they have 68 teams instead of 64 just adds an extra element. Uh, obviously with the NCAA, it's all winner go home. So it's a little different than, than what NBA players are used to, but uh, I'd be a fan of them just doing top 16 or top 20 uh, in the whole NBA and make the playoffs. I think you'd have to change a little bit on how you shape the schedule, because I know you tend to play more people in your conference than you play at a conference. So I think if they just mix it up and, and just try and find a good way to, you know, you play maybe your conference one more time than you play everyone else. But I, I would be down for a top 20 making the playoffs and they kind of move it from there. Yeah, but, you know, when I kind of think about it, maybe I'm a little biased. Obviously, Kings fan. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later in the pod. But we've been a bottom feeder for the last, you know, 15 years. So maybe – putting into that that 10th spot with a chance to play in into the playoffs, I'm all for it. But I could see maybe these other teams maybe not, you know, being for it. So I, I maybe I'm being a little biased. Maybe they're being a little biased. But I definitely think that it's going to prove to be really exciting. Uh, we saw it last year in the bubble, and it was great. Uh, I, I think it's probably the best improvement the NBA has made in, in quite some time. I like it. I like it. Now to some kind of upsetting news. Uh, Jamal Murray suffered a torn ACL Monday night. He is definitely done for the season. Uh, Murray with the Nuggets is 21, four and five big contributor for them. What do you think this does for the Nuggets moving forward? I mean, this, this is detrimental to the Nuggets. Obviously they went all in trading for Aaron Gordon. They were really pushing for this year. We saw how great they were in the bubble. We saw how great Jamal Murray was last year in the bubble. Him and Donovan Mitchell were in the the playoffs, especially just absolutely insane dropping 50 point games. They looked nuts. So this definitely really hurts the Nuggets. And and to be honest, it kind of ends Nuggets chances at a championship. I know, uh, we thought they were dancing around with the contender, especially after the Aaron Gordon trade. But this kind of puts an end to that, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you alluded to he was definitely getting buckets when it mattered most in the bubble. And, and you could really see him and the entire Nuggets kind of starting to turn it on for sure, um, moving their way into definite contenders. And this really does kill, for me, any chances they had of winning a chip this year. Yeah, because, you know, like we said, or like I've said this whole time, is Jamal Murray was kind of the backbone, and he was the one who could really push this team to the next level. Jokic is by far the best player on the team, but this team was only going to go as far as as Jamal Murray could take them. Uh, So without them, they're going to have to try and fill some voids. I think they can still be a great team in the playoffs, but as far as winning a championship, it's just not happening. Yeah, I agree. Uh, One question I I got and some things I've heard is, is the shortened offseason, do you think that has anything to do with Murray's injury and some of these other big-name guys who've missed as much time as they had this year? Uh, Absolutely, and most of the players would agree. I've seen a lot of things come out from other players saying, you know, this is why, this is why, and it was because it was a shorter offseason, especially for these teams that made it far in the bubble, like the Nuggets, you've seen a big injury here. The Lakers, obviously, without LeBron and AD. Uh, I know the Heat had some injuries a lot of the teams that had the shorter breaks are definitely seeing more injuries. And, and, you know, we don't even understand what these people, what these players put their bodies through. Like on a day to day, you know, we're just casually living. These guys are, their bodies are literally everything. So without the proper rest, it can definitely be a reason for injury. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, you know, LeBron's a little bit different because it's kind of a freak accident with some of these non-contact injuries and some of these ailments that have taken a lot longer to heal. 
I, I definitely think it's credit to, especially as the season has rolled on. Um, you know, that short break, you know, early on in the season, you know, you're not really feeling as much, but when you played as many games you had, uh, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's led to a lot of these injuries that we've seen, unfortunately. Speaking of a guy who, you know, spent the last couple of years injured, we have Isaiah Thomas. Uh, he did sign the 10 day, uh, 10 day contract with the Pelicans. Uh, he played pretty well in three games with the Pelicans. His last game against the Kings, he only got four minutes and it looks like he is not in the Pelicans plans moving forward after his contract did expire today. Uh, there is some reports that the Pelicans could look to bring him back a little bit later. I know they're dealing with some injuries right now, but uh, do you think Isaiah, you know, played himself into a contract, maybe not with the Pelicans, but somewhere else for the remainder of the year? Um, obviously, you know, you said he only played four minutes the last game. So really only had those two games to, to really look at. But I, I thought he did. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll be with the Pelicans, but I think, you know, it's not the last we're going to see if some injury of some key player. So I think, you know, someone towards, you know, the last week of playoffs, maybe someone gets hurt and like, you know, we need a guy, we're going to sign Isaiah. So I do see him being on a team going into the playoffs, but uh, not too sure who it would be. I think it's going to be more injury related. Yeah, I can definitely see him making a roster going into the playoffs. Another guy I saw that's kind of trying to come out of retirement is Joe Johnson. Uh, I saw a picture of him on Instagram today. He's looking shredded. He's looking like he, you know, hasn't missed a beat. I'd be interested to see him getting some minutes as well because obviously even at the tail end of his career, he was able to get buckets and really produce. So I think we can potentially see him on another, you know, contending roster as well. Yeah, we'll definitely have to keep a lookout on ISO Joe and, and see what he does. Obviously, I know he played in the big three and he was just getting buckets. Obviously, a little different with the way the big three is run and everything like that. But uh, I, I would love to see ISO Joe back out there again. He definitely showed that he's still got game. Yeah, and something a bit random. I just want to give a quick shout out, some love to Kyrie Irving. I love what this dude stands for, man. He's different. He thinks different. Uh, he's very mature in the way he thinks and the way he processes things, man. And if you are the type of person that hates Kyrie, man, you might as well hate me too. Stop the and this podcast. Yeah, stop listening to the podcast because we love Kyrie here on the podcast. Man is an absolute genius, and I, you know, I'm gonna follow him and and, and continue to support him 100. percent I agree. Yeah, definitely love what he's doing. Uh, I think he's one of the most misrepresented guys by the media. Um, uh, you know, unfortunate that it has been, but I think some of it's when a guy does start to speak up and he's speaking for change is something different that a lot of people just slight him just because it's different. But if you really listen to what he has to say, um, you know, I, I think everyone could take something from, from Kyrie on and off the court. Especially. 100%. 100%. And another report coming out of the NBA, it looks like we do have a timetable for LeBron and AD now. It uh, looks like AD is expected back within the next two or three weeks and LeBron shortly to follow. That's huge for the Lakers as they're sitting in the sixth spot right now. One more, you know, or I think I believe the fifth spot, but they fall one more. They're looking at the Clippers in the first round. So they definitely need to get LeBron and AD back and, you know, maybe look to to get into that four, four or three seed and, you know, push forward moving into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I ultimately think they're going to have to run into the Clippers to make it out of the West, but I'm sure they'd much rather do it later on, give uh, LeBron, AD, more time to get back, more cohesion, uh, obviously with some of the extra pieces they've added. Uh, they could push off running into the Clippers as long as possible. I'm sure they prefer uh, but it's just good to hear that LeBron and AD are going to be back here soon and seeing the Lakers make a push going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, as far as their health as well, you, you do worry about Anthony Davis as he has, you know, dealt with a lot of minor injuries throughout his career. So I'm definitely worried about him coming back. But you got LeBron on the other hand. I'm not worried. If LeBron's ready to come back and he's healthy, I'm 100% certain that he's going to come back and be the LeBron that we saw just a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, this, this Lakers team definitely needs these two, and I'm excited to get them back on the court because the NBA is not the same without LeBron James. I agree totally. And how about some other 
kind of random news moving to the NFL that Kevin James has uh, been been reported that he's playing Sean Payton in a new Netflix movie. Uh, I know we had Paul Blart on the other day with, that that stars Kevin James. Do you think that's the wrong casting, or do you think it is a spot on casting of Sean Payton? I'm gonna say spot on, man. Kevin James and Paul Blart mall cop. He's such a giddy guy, and you know nobody's more giddy than Sean Payton. So you know, I I love it. I love Kevin James, a great actor. He's hilarious. Uh, Paul Bart is a goaded movie, uh, and Sean Payton and Kevin James are you know synchronized twins. Synchronized twins. All right. And if anyone doesn't know, the movie is supposed to be about when Sean Payton had to miss a game due to I believe it was um, the the scandal with with everything you're doing for for paying guys for bounties and stuff. He missed a game. He ended up coaching his kid. I, I believe it was like sixth grade game. So that's what the movie is all about. We'll be interested to see when that drops on Netflix. How well. Uh, Kevin James does of portraying Sean Payton. Absolutely. But all right, Tom, we did this segment last week where I gave you a few topics and you told me if you want to dive into the topic or you wanted to sit it out. Are you ready? I got some topics for you. Let's do it. All right. First one, your guy, I know he's one of your favorite oh, analysts. No. Paul Pierce is no longer with ESPN after his IG story. So I'm just going to put an end to that real quick. Paul Pierce is not even remotely close to somebody I enjoy listening to. Uh, we, we could dive into this a little bit. I remember uh, when me, you, and Ashton went to Vegas, we saw Paul Pierce. He looked like he was off the Rachel Nichols pack. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, an, no. that's an inside joke, but he, he definitely looked like he was off the zoinks or something along those lines. But, yeah, man, Paul Pierce is kind of a mess. Uh, I don't have a problem with, with the IG, with the strippers. I have no problem with that, man. Like, to me, that's all fine. Let them get paid. Let him do what he needs to do. It was a little soft for he has been firing because of that. I think he should have been fired long ago for his horrible takes. The second he tried to say that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade, they should have fired him on the spot, man. This dude is delusional. Uh, I'm glad that he's no longer, you know, on ESPN and talking basketball because it was really hard to listen to. But I hope he does find something else that he can kind of take up his time and his passion and, and whatever else he's looking for in life. Yeah, um, you know, I, I do remember us seeing him outside of Vegas. The funniest part is the girls like, oh, my God, it's Paul Pierce, and was pointing at the wrong guy, not Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was there. But he, yeah, was, she, yeah, he was in the group, too. He, she pointed at some dude like six feet to his left, and he looked back. He's like, wait, that ain't me. That was funny. But I, I agree. Paul Pierce, uh, I don't think he's been the same since he got called out. I think it was Jalen was going over stat for stat while like Paul Pierce couldn't even hold Dwayne jock strap, and, and I think – uh, it was it was definitely needed to come a long time ago, but he, you know he'll definitely be somewhere um, talking basketball. I'm sure, but definitely not with ESPN. How about the next topic? The MLB replay system snafu. Yeah, I know we briefly talked about this. I had to pull up the video on YouTube. We could sit this one out. You know, it, it was a, it was a. It, I think he might have touched home plate to be honest, but you know, it, it's it's not worth diving into. All right, all right. How about the return of Calfit Tom? You want to give a little background of what CalFit Tom means to you? Okay. You know, there might be one person who might be able to give a slightly better version. That would be Ashton, who's probably spent more time than me playing uh, CalFit basketball with you. But CalFit Tom, to me, is a dude who doesn't mess around, will get in your face, don't hit me, don't touch me. You know, a scrappy guy who, who you know, when you're doing something wrong in the court, will tell you about it, undoubtedly. Yeah, I, I, I used to play basketball, especially at CalFit, kind of with like a chip on my shoulder. Just, angry. Yeah, I was an angry I was an angry guy, man. I don't know why I was so angry, but I really, you know, calmed down on that aspect, especially when I'm hooping. But the return of CalFit, Tom, we could definitely dive into this. Uh, this weekend, uh, we were playing our Saturday basketball, 
And uh, there was a play where we had a young man jumping on my back. You know, I'm 24 years old with the body of a 44-year-old. <laughs> so when I got these guys jumping on my back and hacking me, man, it, it really takes its toll. So I let them know. I was like, man, like, you need to chill out. Like, come on. And, uh, you know, he started calling me boy and started just kind of like talking his ish to me. Following play, he switches on to me. And, uh, you know, I drive to the hoop. I go by him. He comes out of nowhere and just swipes down as hard as he can straight on my arms. Uh, and I got in his face a little bit. I definitely was a little upset. But one thing you got to know about Calfit Tom, you got to know about me in general on the basketball court and off the basketball court, I'm two completely different people. Uh, any beef that I have on the court, as soon as we walk off the court on my end, it's it's gone. Uh, I'm just very competitive. And, and, you know, when I'm getting slapped and stuff like that, like I'm going to go at you. Uh, but as soon as we're off the court, I've got no beef with you. And I'm sure Garrett can attest to that. I'm, I'm never really bringing anything, any anger or emotions off the court once once we're finished. Yeah, I, I agree totally. He's got that level of physicality that, um, you know, it's hard to match. And some people don't really know what to do with it. Uh, I, I think homie was a little afraid and, and may have called someone in. <laughs> there was someone who did show up, did not hoop at all, and just talked to him and sat on the bench. Potentially called in some backup. I, I think I think backup was called. I wasn't. I didn't say anything threatening. I would never hit anybody on the basketball court. I, first, okay, yeah. Well, if someone's swinging on me, I mean, I don't really got much of an option. Hey, but shout out to that dude and his cousins that were there because as soon as you know we went chest to chest, his cousins came running in. Back off my back off my cousin, dude. I love that, bro. Like if you're out there balling with your homies, cousins, brothers, whatever, I'll always have your back if if you're there for me um so I, I actually really love that like that like that to me right there that made me feel good that he had people out there backing him up him up even though i believe he was in the wrong but it's good i squash it with him as soon as the game was over it's re it really ain't that serious but i wish i had homies that you know came in and had my back time and time again no yeah. no one there's a crash grab the no, ball i didn't even know what happened no, it, thomas was nobody nobody ever matches my energy like maybe i'm hanging out with the wrong people i've had some people trying to you know you know, split it up, but no one's ever like come in and got my back. It's always like, oh, back, back up, back up. Like it's never like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Tommy. Like whatever he's saying, I'm doing. I think I just need some new homies. I don't know. Hit, hit me, hit me on IG and let me know if I need some new homies or what I gotta do. Yeah, yeah. I'll take personal blame for that. I was on the court with you. Thomas was not. I was going for the ball. Uh, and, and by the time I turned around, it was already separated. But you know, next time I'm about to say fuck that ball. I got, I got Tommy's back. Uh, I, I got you next time. I'm going to take that as a personal shot to me. I mean, hey, I'm just looking for it, man. I don't think I've ever seen uh, it in my entire life. I got you. I got you. But moving on to the next topic, how about snapping golf clubs? Is it just part of golf or, you know, I, right. <laughs> is it part of golf? I'll just leave it there. It's part of casual golf. Um, you know, if, if you're a great golfer, I think there can definitely be frustration there. But if you're just a, a – you know, Joe Schmo, who's going out there to have a good time, it could really get under your nerves and you can get really upset. And at that point, when you're not, you know, a pro or, or someone who's out there a lot, you might just snap your golf club. Uh, we actually had an instance of this. Our homie, Ryan, he is struggling out on the golf course. We talked about it last week, his uh, his facade and, and what with everything that was going on last week when he golfed this week, uh, snapped his his new three iron over his knee. Uh, I'm all for it, man. Golf's a frustrating damn game. And, and sometimes you just got to take a little bit of your frustration out on the clubs, not anybody else, you know, nothing living just, you know, on a metal club. I think it's all right. Yeah. So I can't say that I have been there before. Um, it was many years ago, but uh, I snapped a three wood just, 
came down with a little karate chop into the ground, and uh, the ground one and three wood definitely lost was in two pieces. Now, a side note, you did say on the serious end, we there was a golfer this week at the Masters who slammed his putter, and it was quote-unquote deformed. So he played the last four holes, and he putted with his three wood. I thought that was really interesting to see. You know, Joe Schmoe's snapping clubs, and even the pros are doing it. I like it. I like it. So the last one is who will be the best in the house at tennis? You know, we got a game going up. You, me, and Thomas. Who do you think is going to be the MVP of our mini tennis? I league? mean, come on, bro. You come on. You know who I am. Anyone yeah, who me any, right? <laughs> anyone who knows me knows who I'm going to say. It's me, six thousand percent. I, you know, I lo- I would love to be modest, but I'm just so competitive that it's hard for me. It's hard for me to have any other take. I, I definitely think you'll put up. Some good comp. I haven't seen Thomas out on a tennis court, so I'm not sure what his comp's going to be. But I'm just really excited to, you know, move into this new tennis uh, that the house is going to start trying to play. It's going to be a great time tonight, and I think uh, I think we'll all enjoy it. Let's just put it that way. All right. All right. It's going to be interesting because we are going to be playing with just three people, but we'll have to update you guys on who the real MVP is out on the tennis courts. Like we don't already know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be nice, but – Especially because this topic I'm about to bring you. How about some Purple Talk, some Sacramento Kings update? Are you ready? Yeah, I mean, as ready as I'll ever be, I suppose. Yeah, all right. So Kings have lost seven straight. It's official they're tanking, right? No. No? No, and and they're not doing it on purpose. They are trying to win basketball games. To me, when you say tanking, you're intentionally losing games. The Kings are trying to win basketball games, I think. Maybe a couple, maybe a couple of them. De'Aaron Fox trying to win basketball games. Tyrese Halliburton trying to win basketball games. Outside of that, man, I don't know. I, mean, I, I want to say Buddy Hill. I love Buddy Hill, and I, and I think he's always out there giving it his all. But the rest of the guys, man, it, it just seems like they just can't bring it every single night. And maybe that's, you know, a pact because they haven't really been there before. Some of them are young, you know, even De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese, you know, their bodies are going through new things uh, every season. Uh, going through puberty? <laughs> no, but you know the the damage that you're putting on your body okay. playing a, okay. playing a 72, 82 game se- uh, season is is a lot. But I don't think we're officially tanking. Do I think that we might as well at this point? Yes, but I, I could see us winning five straight starting tomorrow night. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. And you know that's King's purgatory. We've been stuck here for twelve years, and that's why we're going to ha- draft between seven and twelve every single year. Is because we're never tanking. We're always trying. We're just never good enough. All right. All right. We'll definitely have to keep a look out in the next week on what the Kings are doing with on the court. Uh, how about some off the court moves? Kings did wave Jeffries and they signed Damian Jones to a 10 day contract. What's your thoughts on these two moves? Yeah. I mean, I know I talked about Daquan Jeffries, you know, some podcasts go. I was a big fan of Daquan Jeffries. I think that he is going to be a great role player somewhere in the NBA. Uh, we did sign Damian Jones to a 10 day. That's a big, we are lacking at the big position right now. Hassan was down. Marvin's down. Uh, and, you know, he came in last night and, and had a lot of energy and he looked solid. I'm, I don't mind the sign when it comes to role guys, you know, you just kind of keep the guys kind of have them come in, come out, come in, come out and, you know, see who fits the Kings and their personality the best. All right. So a guy you did mention earlier that is still trying, still getting buckets. Fox, most improved this season. He is 25.7 rebounds or sorry, seven assists and three rebounds. Most improved. Yeah, I think it's definitely up for discussion. I think he should have been an all-star this year as well, and I think that really would have pushed for most improved. Uh, it could definitely be talked about. The thing about Darren Fox is is we've seen exponential growth season to season, so I just kind of want to see where that that ceiling is for him because I think he's still you know at least a season away. Uh, I'm definitely going to be 
I'm already content where he's at, but I think we're going to be really, really excited when we see him at his final form. Yeah, and how about a different guy who has made some exponential growth this season? Uh, Tyrese, rookie of the year. It's got to be a lock at this point, right? Well, we talked about this last podcast. Anthony Edwards uh, is playing some exceptionally well basketball. The narrative has been pushed his direction. Um, I love Tyrese, and I think his impact is a little bit greater than Anthony Edwards. Uh, But like I said even before, I I think LaMelo Ball – it's going to come back uh, this season. So I wouldn't count him out. And if we really want to be honest, the ball has definitely played the best basketball out of all the rookies this season, uh, followed by Tyrese and then Anthony Edwards. So I, I guess we'll see how the season comes to an end. I think Tyrese, if he wants an opportunity to, he definitely needs to turn it up in these last couple months because he's slowed down a little bit over the last couple weeks. All right. And lastly, uh, the, the many hats that Tommy wears being a Kings fan, we got front office Tom, we've got head coach Tom, we've got head scout Tom. What's one area you want to talk about as far as Kings? You know, I was really excited uh, with the moves they made at the trade deadline. I think we added a lot of uh, good role players. I was very impressed with uh, our first um, trade deadline under Monty McClare. Uh, you know, this offseason, I'm definitely looking to keep Rashawn Holmes, uh, and I'm looking to continue to build. I, I think Marvin Bagley is going to sadly be out of a Sacramento Kings uniform after this season. Um, sad to say, I just don't see, I just don't see him fitting in with what they're doing and, and the things that he said and his dad's came out and said, but you know, I also said the same thing about Buddy Heald. I was hopeful that he was able to kind of regrow with us and he was this season, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we move and clear a lot of guys this off season. So I'm not saying it's for the best, but I could definitely see some big changes uh, before next season. Wow. Well, we'll definitely have to keep a look out for that. Obviously, with the season still going, there's still a lot that can happen. I think the way the Kings end the season might dictate some of the offseason moves they make. But I'll definitely have to check back in with front office Tom as the season ends. So uh, thank you guys all for listening. We will be back next week. That's a guarantee. Uh, We appreciate everyone for tuning in. One love. Peace.